Hello and welcome to the Glide TV Recaps Season 2, where we are recapping all episodes of The Golden Girls. Today, we are on Season 1, Episode 12, The Custody Battle. Oh boy, The Custody Battle. And the plot goes somewhat like this. We start this episode in the kitchen. Dorothy is washing some dishes, or glasses, sorry, some glasses, and Sophia appears to be doing the drying and placing them on the island, which is a small one again. Sophia inspects them before drying and has given the same glass back to Dorothy four times. Other small talk about Dorothy dating or not dating. We find out that Dorothy's sister Gloria is coming. Blanche enters and wants to borrow Dorothy's diamond ring pearl necklace, and jade bracelet. She is going out to dinner with Jason, the director of their community theater. He is considering Blanche for the role of Lady Macbeth. Sophia wants to know if he has a friend for Dorothy. Uh, we are now out in the living room. Blanche is sorry, but she has already palmed Rose off on Jason's fat friend, the lighting director. Ah, uh, there's more small talk. Rose will ask him about three-way bulbs. She has always wondered how they work. Dorothy states she has always wondered about that and what Jane Polly looks like standing up. Rose says that maybe she can't stand up. Maybe Willard has to carry her around the set. This uh, would be the weatherman, Will Willard Scott. Uh, Blanche and Rose are leaving and we find out that Blanche never wears underwear. Though... The last episode, she mentioned something about her, her panties. Uh, and she is not actually going to borrow Dorothy's jewelry. Sophia and Dorothy are left in the living room, and they talk a little about Gloria. We find out she is a widow. Sophia never makes excuses for any of her children, except Phil. As Dorothy is leaving to watch TV in her bedroom, Sophia gives her a phone number to someone she met at the market, and she squeezed a melon for him. Wow, they talk about this date and Dorothy just wants her mother to give her some space. Sophia says fine and she is going to leave and go to Mildred's. Back in the kitchen with Rose and Blanche with Sophia cooking something. We learn that the community theater was going to do a musical, but the accordion player died. We also learn that Blanche did well with the director. Ooh. Dorothy enters and Sophia says everybody needs to clear out because Dorothy needs her space. <laughs> now in the background here, where we usually have like two cooking pots with long handles hanging on the wall by the refrigerator, we now we got a string of vegetables like corn, garlic, onions. I couldn't tell everything that was on that string of vegetables. Uh, and I wasn't sure, but they did look plastic to me. Rose wants Dorothy and Sophia to kiss and make up, and Sophia tells her to just blow it out her ditty bag. Doorbell rings, and Sophia and Dorothy go to answer it, and it is Gloria. Uh, Gloria is staying at a hotel, and she's brought gifts. Sophia gets under her skin a bit about her staying in a hotel, and Dorothy wants her to stay at the house and can sleep with Dorothy in her room. Uh, Rose and Blanche enter from the kitchen. There is, uh, also in this episode, there's a different calendar on the door now. And there are introductions. Then small talk. We learn that Gloria had an imaginary friend named David when she was little, 
and he lived in the oven. Rose also had an imaginary friend, but he wouldn't tell her his name. Okay, Rose and Blanche had to leave to get to the audition of Macbeth. Sophia and Dorothy get to open the presents from Gloria, though she tells us what is in them before they are opened. Sophia has a new outfit, new pajamas, and an electric blanket. Dorothy gets a gift certificate for a complete makeover at Elizabeth Arden's. Sophia once again says that now maybe Dorothy can get a date, and Dorothy responds, I'm not calling Captain Hook. Gloria is exiting down the hallway to her room, um, which I wonder how she knows where to go in the house since she's apparently never been there before. There's small talk about how children are special. In the next scene, Dorothy is at the kitchen table when Blanche and Rose enter from the living room and Dorothy asks, how was the audition? Blanche answers, wonderful, and she is 99% sure that she got the part. There's small talk, Gloria and Sophia went shopping, small talk about sibling rivalry. Oh, Dorothy thinks her parents always liked Gloria more than they liked Dorothy. Blanche says her parents liked her sisters better than they liked her. Uh, they even told her, not in words, but in actions. Her sisters had big birthday parties with clowns and magicians and tons of presents. Blanche had the parties and the presents, but never the clowns. Wow, what a difference. Rose says her parents treated all nine of their kids equally. Rose tells us a story about the way they used to celebrate Christmases and Dorothy asked her who her father was, Michael Landon? Uh, Rose can't help but that they had a happy family, but they had their share of problems too. Once, a mysterious drifter stole their butter churn. Oh my. Dorothy decides that Sophia and Gloria are not coming back for dinner. So, what do they do? Uh, they're not coming back for dinner, so let's go grab some hamburgers. And we hear that Rose had a dog named Binky. Next scene begins in Dorothy's bedroom. Dorothy is seen with a lot of luggage that is fully packed. Gloria enters the room from the closet, I think. It was the closet. We get some small talk about Gloria and Sophia then about Gloria and maybe Dorothy resenting her for her money. And they continue talking with Gloria, putting Dorothy down mostly. We learn Gloria has a daughter named Catherine that should have, according to Dorothy, taking a nose job for graduation instead of the Mustang. We then get a list of some of the bedtime stories that Dorothy used to tell Gloria when they were little. It included the boogeyman and the little girl, the zombie in the hamper, and cannibal parents. Oh boy, some good nighttime stories. Uh, more small talk about how rich Gloria is. Even Bert Convy shops in her grocery store. We then get the bombshell. Gloria wants Sophia to come live with her in California, and Sophia apparently said yes. The next scene begins in Sophia's bedroom with Sophia by her night table, and Dorothy enters and asks what she is doing. Sophia answers, having a toga party. Oh, it appears that maybe Sophia is packing up the things on her table. They discuss Sophia going to California to live with Gloria. Dorothy leaves as she has to go to work. We're now in the kitchen with Blanche preparing something on the island that is once again large. Huh. Dorothy enters and says she has some bad news, but before she can uh, say anything more, Rose enters and says she has some bad news. Blanche needs to sit and conveniently, 
conveniently there is something to sit on right there at the island. Uh, it looks to be a brown wicker type chair with no back on it. And I've never seen this chair in the kitchen before. Dorothy and Rose argue for a little bit on who should tell their bad news first. Blanche wants one of them to tell her so she can get hysterical, eat a box of Malomars and get it over with. So Rose begins and tells Blanche that she did not get a part in Macbeth. Uh, she did get a part in Macbeth, sorry, but not the part she wanted. She got witch number three. That's apparently a big part. Blanche can't believe Jason cast her as a witch. Then she asks, who got Macbeth? It was probably one of those theater groupies with a mattress attached to her back. Uh, Rose informs us that Rose got the part of Macbeth, and Blanche just does not believe that. There's some good moments with this unbelievable turn of events. Dorothy then spills the news that Sophia is moving to California with Gloria. Some small talk about that and how it will affect the girls. Who will make them linguini and tell them stories about Sicily? Dorothy doesn't know, but maybe Mary Poppins as an Italian cousin. Uh, Blanche gets in one more jab at Rose about playing Macbeth. Next scene, we see Gloria doing something with her luggage in Dorothy's room, and Dorothy then enters. We get some small talk about the luggage. Dorothy goes off about Gloria's presence here in Miami and that she is stealing Sophia away. They have a little discussion about who is Sophia's favorite. We learn that Phil played with matches when they were younger. They continue discussing who is the favorite. Gloria knows that Sophia wants to stay here in Miami with Dorothy. Dorothy leaves the room and needs to go to talk, talk to Sophia. Uh, this is where we get the greatest information of how these rooms are really laid out on that side of the house because Dorothy just left her room and it is the last door on the right side of the hallway. She exits that door and goes to the door down the hallway closer to the living room, which is still on the right side of the hall. And this occurs right before the 21 minute mark on the DVD. So uh, Dorothy tells Sophia she is not leaving and Sophia replies that she is free, single and 80. They talk and Sophia finally says she will stay but there needs to be a few changes. That Dorothy can't hang around Sophia all the time. She needs to give her some room. So Sophia will stick around and look after the three stooges. Gloria enters and Sophia tells her that she is staying in Miami because Dorothy begged her to stay. The final scene, we see Dorothy enters the kitchen and Rose and Blanche are sitting at the table. We get small talk about Sophia staying and how the girls are so happy about that. Sophia enters and gives all the girls a gift because when she was going to leave, she was going to give them these gifts, so she decided to go ahead and give them. Uh, and the presents are just items that Sophia had taken from the girls before. So Rose wonders if Sophia has seen her umbrella with the duck handle and the girls decide it is time to search Sophia's room again and that is how the episode ends. Well, this episode aired on December 7th of 1985. So a lot of other interesting historical events happened on the day of December 7th. Well, in 1877, Thomas Edison demonstrates his phonograph to the editors of Scientific American Magazine. In 1909, inventor Leo Bakeland patents the first thermosetting plastic, Bakelite, sparking the birth of the modern plastics industry. Oh my. In 1912, 
A bust of Queen Nefertiti is found in El Amarna, Egypt. In 1926, the gas refrigerator is patented. In 1937, Dutch minister Rame proclaims that married women are forbidden to work. In 1963, instant replay is used for the first time in a sporting event during a Army-Navy college football game. In 1982, Charles Brooks Jr. becomes the first person to be executed by lethal injection in the United States. In our most recent historical events, on December 7, 2018, court filings by U.S. federal prosecutors and special counsel Robert Mueller against Michael Cohen implicate President Donald Trump on campaign fraud and conspiracy to Reagan election charges. <clears throat> Cultural references found in this episode. Well, they reference three-way light bulbs, uh, which are kind of like what they sound. Uh, it is a bulb that has three different brightness settings uh, on it used in three-way lamps. Uh, now, you know, adjustable lighting levels in terms of light bulbs have been around since around 1902. Those were mostly two-way, uh, two-variant differences. Uh, they're also used in street lighting in France around that time, uh, between 200 watts and 500 watt, uh, bulbs. Uh, in 1933, in the U.S., Westinghouse introduced a two-way lamp for home use. Uh, and that's really all it is, is a bulb that has three or two different light settings. Uh, they reference Jane Pauley, uh, who is a television journalist and author, uh, currently the anchor of CBS Sunday Morning. Uh, before that, she uh, was a anchor for 13 years on the Today Show. Uh, after that, 12 years as the co-host of Dateline. Uh, so that is Jane Pauley. Uh, they bring up a Diddy bag, which I did not know what in the world that was. Um, so... Uh, it's either a bag for small everyday items that are easily misplaced or a bag of toiletries. So that's about all that I can find. It's just kind of a, a bag that you put anything in uh, pretty much. Uh, I believe Gloria brings up Elizabeth Arden in reference to the department store or something. Um, <clears throat> now, Elizabeth Arden, uh, born Florence Nightingale Graham in, in 1878, uh, was a Canadian-American businesswoman who founded what is now Elizabeth Arden Incorporated and built a cosmetics empire in the United States. By 1929, she owned 150 upscale salons across the U.S. and Europe. Uh, she had roughly 1,000 products that were sold in the luxury cosmetics market in 22 countries. She was the sole owner and at the peak of her career, 
was one of, if not the, wealthiest woman in the world at the time. So that is Elizabeth Arden. Um, Captain Hook is the uh, main villain in The Boy Who Wouldn't Grow Up, or is this better known, Peter Pan, uh, and its various adaptations, uh, who's a pirate who uh, runs the ship Jolly Roger, uh, so, and he has an iron hook for uh, a hand, therefore his, his name. Uh, they bring up Michael Landon, uh, who is a, was an actor, writer, director, and producer, uh, known for his roles as Little Joe Cartwright on Bonanza, Charles Ingalls on Little House on the Prairie, and Jonathan Smith on Highway to Heaven. He appeared on the cover of TV Guide 22 times, second only to Lucille Ball. Uh, and apparently before he... Uh, he uh, also had a uh, musical career, uh, apparently. In 1957, uh, he released a single on Candlelight Records entitled, Give Me a Little Kiss, Will Ya Huh? Uh, <laughs> okay. I don't know. Awesome. Um, and this was during the height of his popularity for his role in the film, I Was a Teenage Werewolf. Uh, so, uh, so that is Michael Landon. They bring up Burt Convey, uh, who was an actor, singer, game show host, and panelist most known for hosting the game shows Tattletales, Super Password, and Win, Lose, or Draw. Uh, he apparently also was a minor league baseball player, apparently, according to the Wikipedia page here. Uh, they bring up Mary Poppins, who I don't think I really need to explain. Uh, and the Three Stooges, who were an American vaudeville and comedy team, Active from 1922 until 1970. Best known for their 190 short films that have been apparently are regularly airing on television since 1958. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yes, their hallmark was, of course, slapstick. Uh, six Stooges appeared over the act's run, though only three active at any given time, of course. Uh, so that's the Three Stooges. Uh, that's all I have in cultural references. Some uh, fashion notes. Uh, the girls now have a string of garlic hanging next to the kitchen door, which is, you know, uh, I get it if it's like, you know, a decorative strand and not actual garlic. Yes. Sure. Um, but I don't know. It, it's an odd choice, I think, to have. Just a decorative strand of garlic hanging around. Uh, that might just be me. Um, Dorothy, apparently, uh, we already knew she had a gigantic bedroom. Apparently, it's even bigger, as she also has a television in there. Now, since this is the 80s, it's, uh, though TVs aren't terribly small <laughs> at correct. the time. So, uh, that, that bedroom's very, very large. Uh, the outfit Gloria has on when she arrives... I found very, very terrible. 
Very terrible outfit here. A red knee-length dress with what I could only describe as a large array of white splotches dotted throughout (laughs) and a matching cardigan. Not a good look, I did not think. And she's supposed to be rich, so yes. Uh, So that would make sense, I guess. Um, And then when Dorothy uh, confronts Gloria... Uh, she is on a set of, I think, pajamas with an absolutely absurd collar. Just a wild, wild collar on. Um, we only have one side character, Gloria, uh, played by Doris Bellack, uh, who began her acting career as an audio reader, uh, someone who like does audiobooks. Wow. Uh, lending her voice to the 1955 audio album Poetry of the Negro with Sidney Poitier. Uh, She later was active in television. She was best known for her roles as Anna Woolleck on One Life to Live and Judge Margaret Berry on uh, television crime and court drama Law and Order. Uh, She also appeared in the 1982 comedy Tootsie and a number of television sitcoms such as Barney Miller and The Golden Girls. Uh, so that is Doris Bellack. Uh, <clears throat> we had two new sexual partners established. Jason, the community theater director oh, with yes. Blanche, and a clown for Blanche. So our tally stands Blanche 8, Dorothy 3, Rose 2, Sophia won. A few continuity and additional notes here. Uh, Dorothy has a sister named Gloria who is very wealthy. Sophia is 80. And one additional note here. Uh, Sophia notes in this episode that Phil is, quote, not special. Whereas, given later information, I would argue he is the most special of all of her children, as we will learn in later seasons. Uh, but that is all I have for this episode. Huh. All righty, my kitchen observations, which to go along with your string of garlic. Mm-hmm. Uh, the girls, and we've seen this throughout the series so far anyway, is they have lots of things hanging on their kitchen walls. They have lots of pots and pans, and um, this episode was the first time I noticed that string of vegetables the string of garlic. <laughs> they just, they hang a lot of things from their walls. Um, and now the dining room table's fourth chair in this episode, it was stationed near the swinging door as they have a small table there now with about five or six books on it. And and, uh, and the chair there, they, whew, boy, they, they just have put all kinds of stuff there. A string of garlic hanging next to the swinging door, yes. And now there is a pot with a long handle hanging on the end of the phone wall there where the that flyswatter type thing is still hanging there up at the top. So they keep decorating. There were, on all my counts, there were nothing added to any of my counts. So we still have two weddings or planned weddings with two physical abuses of Rose. No St. Elo stories, no cheesecakes eaten. One Sicily Italian story, one Sicily Italian, or three Sicily Italian references. The girls mad at each other's wants. 
six different sports and three games and two Stanley Zabornak appearances. My rating for this episode, this is another episode. There's only been 12 in the series so far, and I can't work it out, but there's been three, four. This may be the fourth episode where the premise of the show would be ruined if the plan worked out. So if Sophia actually moved to California, I mean, yes, you could continue on with the three other girls maybe, but it's just funny how they always try and kill this the plan, you know, the premise of the show on these series or on these episodes. Uh, there's some funny moments in this uh, episode, but overall there was too much with Gloria and her money, I thought. So I gave this episode a 72 out of 100. Hmm. Well, that will do it for this episode of Glide TV Recaps. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed. If you did, Make sure to subscribe to the channel for more great content like this. And until the next episode, goodbye.